1: show
3: he is rob mcknight hello and welcome to the ben robin robbo show it's a big day lots happening and lots to discuss and there's no one i'd rather be here discussing the day's events with than these two gentlemen it's ben norris and david Robinson. hello boys robbo how are you feeling today
4: Oh, just so excited. Can't wait to get into it. My bloody monitor's gone. It's been a tough morning, I'll tell you that for free.
3: Oh, why? Tell us about it, Robbo. What's going on?
4: (laughs) Oh, I'm pretty sure we can talk about more important things or more interesting things. My computer crashed. That crashed. I don't feel very well. It's all happening, you know? (laughs) You will send Robbo
3: some love. He'll perk up. He'll put on his TV smile (laughs) and make us feel like he hasn't got a care in the world. There it is. (laughs) Benjamin Norris, you've been tweaking your lighting and it's looking great.
5: Well, yeah, funny that you ask about Ellen and we're just going to start talking about it because that's how we finished the show yesterday. (laughs) I still think that Ellen is amazing and all these people are on a witch hunt. Well,
3: we we weren't talking about Ellen, but we will (laughs) be talking about Ellen in a bit because there is more developments in what is the entertainment story of the year. But you know what? I don't think today we're enough we need a bit of female energy and <laughs> even though there's enough female energy with the three of us let's bring in a real female into the panel because each wednesday we're inviting a special guest to join us for a daily dose of hot button issues and today we have someone who had the chance to show a lot more personality outside the big brother house when she appeared on this very show danny keogh welcome to the ben robin robo hey, show welcome. Hi. Hey. thanks for
0: having me guys i'm excited
3: Look, we are excited to have you here. I've got to say, one of my favourite moments from when you were on Big Brother was actually when you were leaving and your reaction to being blindsided. Have a look at how you quickly figured out who was to blame. Fuck. I'm so sorry. I didn't say that. Bye, Danny. Bye.
6: I think I was playing a great
0: game. I really thought I was good at it. I'm so confused about what went on tonight. I could be completely wrong and my gameplay is completely off, but if my gut and my intuition is right, I believe it was you, Kieran. Yeah, Kieran might've been that snake. Kieran started
5: that whole
7: thing. It's shit.
5: No, because
7: Kieran. Light. I know but you know what don't worry honey. pretend you're not onto his case because I'm so people. angry yeah but
3: I think someone should tell him something to see where it goes oh Danny it was hilarious how your um leaving the house changed everything um but we're not here about big brother we're here about you what do we need to know about you today
0: uh, look, I've loved being um, in this kind of environment. Talking, I have an opinion. I love to give it. Um, I don't stop talking. Big Brother's just been um, a starting point for me. So um, I like to talk about myself, my journey, anything. I'm just yeah up for anything at the moment, and I, I love coming on here. I've loved every single minute that I've been a guest. So. I'm
3: back, guys. Excellent. I love it. And the reason I wanted you to come on is because, seriously, you did show so much personality when you left the Big Brother house and we got to know you really, really well. When we were doing our late-night show, you were watching it every episode. You were commenting on Facebook. When the finale happened, you did a live cross to us. You called in. You were very loyal. And this is our way of thanking you. And, uh, you know, I look forward to some great conversations. So thank you for being with us today.
0: Perfect.
3: Thank you so much. I, pr- I really do appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> no we'll dramas at all. The end of the <laughs> all right. <laughs> <Look>. <laughs> Before we get to all your opinions, let's bring people an update on COVID-19. And in the last 50 minutes, Victorian Premier Dan Andrews has revealed that there have been 725 new cases over the past 24 hours. 15 people have passed away since yesterday, including a person in their 30s. The Premier also made an important important announcement about elective
4: surgery. All surgery beyond Category 1 and the most urgent Category 2 in regional Victoria will be put on hold until further notice. We can't have a situation where uh, we are making the sickest patients wait longer because we are treating wholly worthy and and important important, uh, conditions but not necessarily time critical conditions. We can't put those ahead of people who need that urgent care.
3: Queensland will close its borders completely to New South Wales and the ACT on Saturday after recording just one case overnight. The ACT closure is due to fears people from Victoria are flying to the ACT and then catching a plane to Queensland so they can enter the state by lying on their declaration forms. New South Wales has recorded 12 new cases with a preschool in Sydney southwest closed after a child tested positive. All right, moving on to our hot-button issues. And under Stage 4 restrictions, Premier Dan... Andrews has said that you can't mow your lawn, but the country's most famous grass cutter is fighting back. As we take a look at this report, uh, Jim's mowing CEO, Jim Penman, has taken issue with the move and as Seven News reports, is planning to defy the
1: Premier. There is zero risk in anything we do, we're helping to keep people safe. The Premier yesterday. (coughs)
4: <coughs> there'll
8: be no plan going to
4: your house, there'll be no one mowing your lawns.
8: But Jim points out the government's own guidelines say building and grounds maintenance permitted to operate. We're required to maintain the health and safety of Victorians at home. I just don't think he knew what the guidelines were. He's encouraging his franchisees to be defiant, to keep working if they're fined. I'll pay the
3: fine. This is interesting, isn't it, Ben? It's another person who thinks they know better than the government. What do you make of this?
5: Well, we shouldn't be really making exemptions for anyone. I mean, he's a true bloody Aussie legend and good on him for wanting to mow his lawn. But uh, I think when it comes down to it, you know, the same rules for everybody should apply.
4: Robert, what about you? Uh, yeah, I agree with Ben on that one. I, I think that you, it, it's almost like he's an anti-COVID or a COVID denier, an anti-masker, hiding behind another kind of argument. So, you know, we're going to keep going, we're going to keep doing this, we're keeping people safe. But you're not keeping people safe, are you? If hey, you're, Robbo. If you're, not, yes?
5: Robbo, I was just going to say, this isn't the masked singer, you don't need to unmask him. <laughs>
4: Oh, I don't don't know what that means, Ben. Um, But, yeah, I just think No, you said he's
5: hiding behind it. You know, he's an anti-masker. He didn't say he was an anti-masker. But you are like the mask Singer. You've unmasked him. What am I, Jackie O? (laughs) What, do I have to explain the rules?
4: (laughs) (laughs) So sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm not not my best today. Um, But, yes, I just think that um, uh, he is not above the law.
3: All right. Let me ask you this, though. He is saying that the guidelines set out by the Victorian government don't actually preclude people from mowing lawns and things like that. He's also saying that it is safe. So does he have a point that if it's a safe environment, they're self-isolating, they're by themselves. They're not within 1.5 metres of anyone. They're happy to wear masks, presumably. So what's the issue here, Robbo?
4: Uh, well, you know, you make actually really good points. Obviously, you're by yourself when you're mowing. You, you can, you know, pay Jim, I'm assuming, on his website. So, you know, you don't have to actually exchange any money or anything with the the lawnmower guy. You can just come in. Oh, no, no you flipped me, actually. I, I'd be, I'm be, i fully flipped. I think that something like Jim's mowing uh, should be allowed to continue, even under stage four restrictions. Jeez, uh you, Rob, you,
3: mustn't be honestly, feeling well. I'm able to flip his argument. No, but, Danny, let me bring no, you no, in no, immediately, here yeah. because <clears throat> he may have a point. And he may actually be right. But is it the arrogance, is it acceptable to have the arrogance of saying, well, I don't care what Dan Andrews says, we're doing it, I'll pay the fine. You know, like, <laughs> this was my version of sign language, I guess. <laughs> um, the, um, you know, like, there's an arrogance about this, isn't there, Danny? Yeah, and look, I
0: think with this whole legislation and the guidelines that are currently being they're being pumped like literally minutes by hours. They're not going to cover every single business, every single situation. So it's a guideline. I think above all else, I think the biggest thing is that we have to make sure that we're squashing any escalation of this um, pandemic. That is the biggest thing that we need to be worried about right now. And whilst you can empathise with that it is a business, he does have franchisees that are probably um, you know, contacting him with their own personal experience. Ultimately, to save everyone's health and safety, it really needs to come down to taking ownership and your part. And you just like, who needs their lawn mode right now? Like, let's be real.
3: Yeah, but I, 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 and that's it. I come back to it. He raises some valid points, but he could have taken that to the government rather than chucking a tante and saying, well, I'll just pay everyone to keep doing the work. I'll pay their fines. No, that's not... And it may not be in the guideline, but we are living in unprecedented times. So pull your head in. Do what the government says. If you want to fight it, you have that right. But don't just tell people to break the law. I mean, I, I just yeah. think that's a bit of a dick move, to be honest.
0: Well, it's going to reflect badly on him as well, isn't it? Like, what type of person would go out and tell people to break the law? Uh, We already have bullions that are out doing half the stuff that they shouldn't be doing in the first place. Let's just add another hundred to that.
3: Very, very good point, Danny. Uh, uh, What's wrong, Ben? You look confused because she's
5: making sense. (laughs) Oh, I just feel so proud of her. I'm like, oh, she's a Big Brother alumni, and she's killing it. She, Danny actually just said absolutely everything I was going to say, but I guess the biggest concern oh, that Danny is it's much shorter way. opening. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Anyway, my lighting is so good today. I feel like I should just talk all the time, which is not really cool. Anyway, how, how I was will just we know the difference?
8: Say...
5: Oh. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) Alright, we're gonna move on Okay, yeah, move on (laughs)
3: Now, look, it would surely be one interview that Donald Trump wishes he didn't do. The president floundered and was visibly annoyed and often didn't make a lot of sense. Trump sat down with an Australian journalist, Jonathan Swan, which aired on HBO. It was a wide-ranging interview, and in it the president was pressed on many issues, including, of course, COVID-19. But he appeared more interested in talking about his rallies and his TV ratings.
9: Banning China from coming in. But it was already oh, it was already in here by was the it? time it was already here, like by the
1: time you banned China, it, it came there, in through you.
9: Nobody knew the extent. Nobody knew how contagious not, it was. But know. the question you is, Mr. Know, President, by June, we knew things were bad.
1: And you know, the last time I was with you was the the day before your Tulsa rally in the Oval, and you know, you were saying big, huge crowd. It was indoors. By the way, these people they listen Washington, to you. Excuse me, Janet. Yeah.
9: We had a 19,000-seat stadium. First of all, we had 12,000 people, not 6,000, which you reported another other people reported. But you couldn't even get in. It was like an armed camp. Why because would you they have wanted had 120 that? Black Lives Matter people. I understand, people but there. why would you have wanted and a huge Tulsa, crowd? And Tulsa, excuse the... me, wait. And Tulsa, well, because that area was a very good area at the time. It was a, an area that was Casey's pretty much stuff. over. after, After, a month later, a it started difficult. going up. That's a month later. But Tulsa was a very good, Oklahoma was doing very well as a state, it was almost free. It spiked a month later, month and a half, two months later, but it was a good area. But I'm, I'm we had 12,000 people, it was incorrectly reported. The other thing we had that nobody wants to talk about, so Fox broadcast it. It was the highest rating in the history of Fox television, Saturday night, it was the highest rating. Mr. President, My speech, well wait a minute, you, you're saying something. Yeah. That speech was the highest-rated speech in the history of Fox Television on Saturday night. And nobody says I think, that. I think you misunderstand me. I'm criticizing
1: your ability to draw a crowd. Are well,
9: you kidding me? I'm I've covered you for this, five
1: years. You draw massive I'm crowds. You get this. huge
9: ratings. I'm asking about At the public the time, health. And I canceled another one. I had to cancel it. Right. am going to have a great crowd in New Hampshire, and I canceled it for the same reason.
3: This is seriously the most amazing interview. When pushed further, Trump insisted that his government had the pandemic under control, even saying it is what it is, referring to the deaths of over 155,000
1: Americans. You know, I've covered you for a long time. I've, I've gone to your rallies. I've talked to your people. They love you. They listen to you, they listen to every word you say, they hang on your every word. They don't listen to me or the media or Fauci, they think we're fake news. They wanna get their advice from you. And so when they hear you say everything's under control, don't worry about wearing masks, I mean, these are people, many of them are older
9: people, well, Mr. Your President. What's of control? Yeah. Under the it's giving them a false sense right of security. Now, I think it's under control. I'll tell you what. How? A thousand Americans are dying a day. They are dying. That's true. And you, ha- it is what it is. But that doesn't mean we aren't doing everything we can. It's under control as much as you can control it. This is a horrible plague
1: that beset us. You really think this is as much as we can control
9: it? Uh, well, a thousand deaths you, a day? I'd like to know if somebody, first of all, we have done a great job. We've gotten the governors everything they needed. They didn't do their job. Many of them didn't, and some of them did. Someday we'll sit down, we'll talk about the successful.
3: The president also repeated his line, there can be too much testing, which, which resulted in a fiery and challenging moment in the interview.
9: We've done 55. It'll be close to 60 million tests. And, you know, there are those that say... You can test too much. You do know that. Who says that? Oh, just read who? the manuals, read the books. Manuals? Read the what books. Manuals? Read the books. What books? What testing does. Who, no, sorry sorry. Wait a minute. Let, says, me, let me explain. What testing does, it shows cases, it shows where there may be cases. Other countries test. You know when they test? They test when somebody's sick. That's when they test. Robo,
3: this was really an interview <laughs> to behold. And and you can actually um, watch the whole thing online. I think it's Axios you look for. Um, well, and yep. it's, I, I, I have to say, at the, there was a clip floating around uh, at the end of the interview. Trump looks around at his people like, hey, I did a good job. You know, he didn't say that, but he looks like, <laughs> and people are looking at him like, no. And he goes, oh. like he was surprised that it wasn't going across well. <laughs> this was train wreck, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, and can I quickly say, Jonathan Swan uh, is the political journalist that we all need right now for every single leader in the country. I loved, I I honestly never heard of him before. He's actually, a quick little tidbit for you, Dr Norman Swan from the ABC, it's his son. Um, Ah. uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but this was fantastic. I loved it when he goes, what books? What? What are you talking? Like, just not even, oh, excuse me, Mr President, uh, you know, what? What are you talking about? Are you kidding? Like, what is it, are you kidding? Although, well, some like,
3: people oh. say he didn't show the president enough respect.
4: No, no, I think he did. And the thing I liked about Jonathan Swan is that he knew his stuff, he was combative without being arrogant, mm. I think without being disrespectful. But it's his tone when going, what What, what, what manual? Like, that tone is how we've all, um, you know, thought or said something when we are watching Donald Trump do anything. We're like... What are you talking about like it goes up what are you talking about um i thought this was fantastic uh and brilliant and hopefully just another good nail in the coffin so he doesn't get back in in november but, well, this
3: is an interesting point, Danny. Let me ask you this. This plays to the Twitter-arty, the lefties on Twitter, who will watch this and go, yeah, this guy's really shown Trump, he's knocked him down and all that kind of stuff. Will it affect Trump's base? Will it, uh, you know, I mean, he will get a lot of coverage because of the kind of interview it is, but will it actually affect the president's base? I hope so.
0: I hope it really does affect. I find this guy so egotistical He's got so many tickets on himself, and at every moment of crucial um, interview, anything, he always comes back to himself. Where he's supposed to be the voice of the people, we don't care about his opinion. We want to know where are all these advisors that he's supposed to be advising him. He doesn't need any because the only opinion that matters is his.
3: That that's very and true. true. Not, and, it, it, <laughs> now go on. Yeah. Um. Ben, I was going to say, it's interesting, isn't it, that there, there's a lot more combative interviews coming with the president, even from hosts of Fox News now. Um, it It is like the tide is turning, that they're not taking the BS. There was a time when you would challenge presidents, but you would sort of give them a bit of leeway because there was an expectation they were trying to tell the truth on pretty much everything. And then the media hit a point where they just went, it's just Trump's lies, how do you deal with this? But now journos are turning and seem to be having this way of fighting back against the nonsense
5: yeah i think it's really interesting because the landscape for donald trump is you know he's a businessman he's a business tycoon everyone knew who he was through the 70s and 80s and 90s uh but then again he was also a created television star so a lot of his reputation uh, that he has and his interactions with people almost always felt very formulated and so he just would rely on this formula now when you're a reality tv host like that you can then throw back to these people because guess what No what doesn't matter what you say, you're always right. However, now, when he's running the country, that sort of thing has now tapered off, and people are tired of it, but also it's showing a sign of weakness that Donald Trump can't actually stand up and answer these questions properly. Mm. So what I will say is, previously on Celebrity Apprentice, you may have seen Vivica A. Fox trying to go after Donald Trump and he giving her feeble excuses. She will fall back on that because he's the host, you know, and, oh, it's Donald Trump. However... I 100% have seen this shift in the way in which the Americans are now reporting on Donald Trump and they're going to start making him accountable for things and they're also doing something that he has been doing back at everyone for so long and that is using just crazy tactics, you know, like trying to ask him these quick questions and, and see if they can catch him out because eventually they will.
3: It's interesting. It only took 150,000 deaths for the American journos to get their balls and start challenging him. All right, let's move on. On the centenary of Victoria's first female councillor's election, one local council in Melbourne wants to honour Mary Rogers by installing two green lady pedestrian lights. One already exists in Richmond, but the city of Yarra has proposed two more, costing $15,000 each. The funding of such lights would fall on the state taxpayers and ratepayers Victoria president has accused the council... A pointless virtue signalling behaviour. Ben, when Victoria is in an economic crisis, should taxpayers' money be spent on something like this?
5: No, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't understand it at all. I mean, I must admit I've seen that traffic light and I thought they did that for me. Uh, But uh, (laughs) apparently it's about equality and amongst other things. So I'm just going to say what a waste of money and maybe buy some masks and give them out to the homeless.
3: Danny, is it um, is it at least a symbol of you know equality that we're trying to have? You know, the the walk sign be a female version as well. And you know, is it really a big deal if they put them in? What what's the resistance?
0: I think it has its place and right now that's not the time the time Mm -hmm. right now isn't to be focused on whether we have a female walking person at a traffic light no one's going to be using it anyway because you can't go out there you can't appreciate it that money should be used to go back into the state um hospitals you know all those things that we're going to need later on that's vital right now it's a bit of a slap in the face for that um the the state should be wanting to worry about a lady on a traffic light versus the pandemic at are i mean
3: it's what is it 700 cases a day or
4: something ridiculous like that 725
3: like, yesterday wise. yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah robo i just worry, what i'm though, confused about take...
4: sorry
3: i was just going to say what i'm confused about this is why wouldn't they just say look all new ones will have the female version why, why do they have to go uh, yeah, and replace uh, existing ones? Because we don't need that.
4: Yeah, that's that's a good point. Uh, but I, I just, I worry when we go, I, I take everyone's <laughs> point entirely about, uh, you know, not spending the money and things like that at this point. But I worry when you take away everything um, and you're just left with kind of COVID stuff, just coronavirus stuff. This would have been, um, you know, costed months ago you know these kind of decisions don't happen quickly uh they aren't paid for quickly so this would have been months and months ago that this money was set aside uh for this it just i just i i yeah I, like i said i get your point but i just worry when we keep taking taking like people still need to feel something as opposed to you know the shitty life that is in lockdown and what that is do you do you get what i'm trying to say like i yeah i, I do I, I just yeah, worry it, it is just a thing. It, it's, it doesn't it's have to be an
3: either-or issue. You know, like, you can you can deal with two things at once. Yes, there's COVID-19 happening, but there are other issues still at play. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah.
4: yeah, yeah. And I also, like, I, I, I'm a big believer in... Um, is it an ...councils issue? And, and governments buying... <laughs> sorry?
0: Is it really an issue? Sorry?
4: sorry? No, uh, well, no, but I, I, I was going to say... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes.
3: Do we need equality for street signs? This is actually a very good point, Daddy. Do we need the? Do we actually need no. female versions? I thought they wait, were wait, generic. Wait, wait. I didn't realise they were men. <sighs> what? They're stick the figures. are not. What are cha- we going to draw tits on? They're not them? changing. What's going on? <laughs> they're not. Can we have a look at the they headline again, st- please, Amanda, <laughs> just to show everyone what we're talking about?
4: They are not saying that they want to change every single light. It's two lights. It's, it's celebrating the first female councillor, you know, the centenary of that. I think if you start taking away everything, then, it, you know, it, it just is shit. I'm a big believer in governments and councils spending, you know, quite a bit of money on sculptures and, and fountains and, and yeah, you know, too. things like that because I think that's important. Um, I do believe that governments should be able to do two things at once, Um, and this, as I said again, this would have been costed ages ago. It's a nice cause. It's a, it's a good, you know, commemoration. It's not just some boring plaque in a park. I'm sure. This is something that people see. Are we commemorating women or Mary Poppins
3: though? It looks like Mary Poppins.
5: (laughs) It's definitely Mary Poppins. And it's just like Mary Poppins. It's a bit of sugar and sprinkle on something and completely unnecessary. And by the way, Mary Poppins is very overrated. Never really liked it. I was always the sound of music. Are we talking about that? No, I think we better move on before the hate comes. It's that
6: time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap
3: the banner to go to monday.com. Well, speaking of hate, speaking of hate, my favourite story, the Ellen Hate train continues to roll on with an ex-producer actually going on the record and talking about her experiences with a TV star. Hedda Musket appeared on Sunrise this morning to spill the beans.
6: When you walk into her office, for example, she, to, to pitch her your segments, uh, there was always a snarl, and uh, I always felt that I was never welcome in her office. She always hurried me, like, get to the point, get to the point.
9: Uh, how did, uh, this, is, this has been going on for 17 years. How did it take so long to come out that that nice Ellen is really um, a meanie in, in real life?
6: i think it started with one comedian's tweet Uh, i personally laid low i was fired after season one although i did win two emmys for two seasons but that's a diff that's a longer story uh but I, i laid low i i chose to not go public until 17 years later when i started seeing her disparaging comments trivializing all these people that were accusing her and i was like I gotta come forward. So when Buzzfeed called me, uh, they said, well, you could be anonymous too, like everyone else. And I said, no, you could use my name. So I'm the first producer that is saying their name. And I'm hoping this will encourage other producers to start coming out of the shadows, not being anonymous anymore, and standing behind their stories. If you were sexually abused, Tell us, tell us who you are. I was more emotionally abused. I was fired for no reason. They told me that uh, they were just gonna take the show in a different direction. They ended up giving my job to a guy that I trained who was only about 24 years old. It's good to see you, happy belated birthday. When was your birthday? It was October 4th. October 4th. You turned 30. I did. And um, how was the party? I wasn't invited. Actually, no, that's not the truth, Ellen. You were invited. No. Last year, no, last time I was on the show, last year, you gave me a bunch of about not inviting you. But I didn't even know you wanted to be invited. Well, who did not want to be you... invited to a party? Well, I didn't even know you liked me. <laughs> of course I like you. You knew I liked you. You've been on the show many times, and, and don't I show like, <laughs> yeah, but I did invite you and you didn't come. So this time you invited me. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. How do you know? I don't think so. Ask everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Jonathan, your producer. Who okay. said you were? I yeah, was invited. Why didn't I go? I don't know. Was it? Was you're it? Out it town. You're out of town. Oh yeah, I had that thing. Um, <laughs>
3: Now, in the interest of fairness, Two celebrities have come out in support of the Tarnished Star. Yes, two. Two whole celebrities. Kevin Hart took to Instagram with a lengthy post which said, in part, I've known Ellen for years and I can honestly say that she's one of the dopest people on the effing planet. She has treated my family and my team with love and respect from day one. The internet has become a crazy world of negativity. We are falling in love with people's downfall. And Katy Perry has also added her voice saying, I want to acknowledge that I have only ever had positive takeaways from my time with Ellen on the <laughs> at the <laughs> Ellen show uh what <laughs> a great imagination, Robbo so it's well. not well she's gone all kumbaya since uh falling pregnant uh Robbo it's not exactly a stampede of stars rushing to publicly support her and of course she's going to treat stars differently unless of course you're Dakota D- Dakota Johnson
4: uh yeah when you think about it she does get massive names so we're not talking about this kind of small daytime tv show that gets a splattering of you know soap opera stars she gets a list people, and has done so for 17 years, I think, how many? Uh, 2000 episodes or something like that, like, 1000s of episodes, as I say that, um, and more than only narrow, two people have come out more than you. Uh, and only two people have come out. Uh, so I think that's a really good point. Uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. And there seems to be a lot of bloody smoke from this.
3: Ben, I know we had a 10 minute discussion about this yesterday. Uh, we went over short, time discussing right? this. You met her at an event and she was lovely, you said. And now we have this producer coming out who's putting her name on the record. Why is it so hard to believe celebrities are not wonderful people in real life? Why do you struggle
5: with this concept? Well, I think that the issue that I really have overall is, is Ellen responsible for this or is everyone in television responsible for this? Because I can tell you, I have obviously had a very limited television career and I've had limited experiences, but I will say I've probably met like 70% of people who work in entertainment in Australia in one way or another. And I will tell you that behind closed doors, people are not as they seem. And I have a golden rule, which my partner and I always laugh about. And that is, anyone we love on television we always hate in real life and i can think of about 20 to 40 to 50 and I, i the show would go on all day if i talked to you about all the times i was let down with meeting some of my idols now i've met ellen and yes she was fine but i definitely have heard now enough to have suggested that she probably has an identity crisis going on and that is that she sounds tired and overworked, (laughs) and I think that she's a little bit stressed. No,
3: you could. get... You've come round. I'm ringing the bell. Happy days. You've you've, you've accepted
5: the truth. Ellen is a bitch. No, she's not. Okay, can I just say, I just actually, I was so mad then, I tried to look at you, and I could (laughs) see you in the Gold Coast, and I was about to come over there. Uh, Anyway, I just want to say... Really, really upset about how excited you are. Robbo, I think I I tainted you with the wrong brush yesterday. I painted you, whatever that saying is. But I'm like, Rob McKnight, you're way too excited. You've worked in television. And let me tell you, if I released a voice message or a recording of some of our conversations after the show, you would not be painted in the best light. And I'm not throwing shade at you. That is everybody. It is everybody. We are all passionate, crazy, Oh, I have tanties, but people. Ben, I've had tanties on this very
3: show. I don't shy away from that. Oh, Sometimes you need it. a Someone good tante. Someone tweeted tansy. me yesterday. There is a Someone difference tweeted though.
5: Me yesterday and asked whether or not you wet your pants during one of the conversations that we had, because you got so excited about ragging <laughs> on Ellen. So I'm uh, like, oh, we get it. No, no, I
3: cop that. But here's the thing I would say, that there is a difference between having a tante and treating people like shit. And it is very obvious that Ellen treats people like shit as part of her day-to-day operations. This lady, this producer went oh, out and lady said This this producer from 20 years ago blah, blah, it's blah. Valid. But there's been 40 her? other people, Ben, that have worked with her and she's not involved in the sexual harassment stuff. Let's put that to one side. That's the people working under her. So yeah. I'm, I'm not including her in that. What I'm talking about here is the way she treats people. She goes into interviews telling producers they can't look her in the eye. She will refuses to, unless she's at an event where she's Uh, wining and dining people she's not a nice person and you can see i I, i've loved ellen and i still do i'll watch ellen but i think you can always see deep down the the eyes are cold and she's not that nice
5: uh i can and i don't want to get another legal case happening so i won't mention the people in australia that have the same clause. but there are so many people that have but they're not not nice people either ben well, I would That's say- not necessarily true, Rob McKnight, because I, I'll tell you, without using this person's name, I worked with a female presenter once, and she had it in her contract that she didn't want to interact with many of the crew or many of the cast, and she, behind closed doors, was a fantastic person, but she was no. very busy, and she needed to stay on top of things. Now, is she a bad person because she can't carve up? The piece of the pie to give it to freaking everybody like at the height you of work like out. coming out of Big I, Brother had I stopped walking down the street to speak to every single person who spoke to me I would be like I would be still on the street talking to them like I you under, can't
3: I understand yeah. I do understand that but you know when I did Studio 10 I can tell you everyone on that show had no ears and graces about talking to people talking to the crew would go above
5: and beyond anytime I asked them are you joking? anything you sorry are you joking I'm are you joking about that? No. Some I'm of serious. the women on Studio 10 are m- some of the most unapproachable women in television. What? Not all of them? No. Not I'm the ones during my time?
4: No. Well, I've not... met a
5: lot of those ladies and they haven't always been I've that lovely or approachable. Those...
4: I've worked with those women for years. They are all approachable. They're all lovely. I, th- I, I...
5: Can I just say something?
3: Yes, Danny, sorry.
0: corrupt guy. <laughs> right, I I wanna come back to the fact that this is her company, this is a business that she's built. And I was really disappointed when she came out and said basically, Oh, I hire other people to look after it because it's gotten too big. Uh, I think that's a real pop out.
3: Yeah. Especially as a business
0: owner. Yes. Um, it's your job and if you want to facilitate this happy, merry I think she said something about uh, on day one, we spoke about being kind to everyone. Well, how, does, how has she facilitated that throughout the whole year, like all the years she's been on air? You can't just <laughs> put that out there on day one and go, okay, yep, I've hired other people, see you later. I do understand yeah. she does have an image that she has to keep up with on TV. And she might be a shitty person, and that's coming to light now. But ultimately, she plays a character when she's, the cameras are on and, and that's who she is. I love her. I love watching her on TV. But I don't think that there's... Um, I think with all these people coming out, we're seeing more and more of it happening. It tends to be true.
3: Yes, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And this, the, the thing the other, this producer also said, Danny was she was actually banned from going into Ellen's office and her pictures were... Ellen would only listen to the pictures when her the, this producer's assistant would go in and do them. So she liked the stories. She just didn't... She took a disliking to this producer and wouldn't talk to her. I mean, that's just beyond the power to me. Look, and is this I want
0: a to... symptom of, of fame?
3: No, I think it's I a symptom Donald of being an arsehole. That, I feel Donald
0: that symptom of fame, like the self-righteousness. Is
5: that like a thing now? Yeah.
3: No, it's just her being an arsehole.
5: Um... <laughs> <laughs> I should <laughs> how many times? How many times... Have you met Ellen DeGeneres and had an inter a personalised interaction with her? Four. to say that you can donate all this. Four times? Yep. Okay. After the show, you can tell me about them. No, I'm lying.
3: FYI I identity. haven't met her, but really? I know people who have. I am aware. I mate. It's a small industry even when it's international and you hear things and you hear things that are never revealed publicly. Anyway, I want to get this quickie away before we move to the news because as all of us are well aware, (laughs) speaking of news, putting yourself out there on TV is risky business and Nine News reporter Lara Murphy fell victim to a slip of the tongue. Take a look.
2: Another man was intercepted 250 kilometres from his Apollo Bay home in the Macedon Ranges. He told officers he was on his way to...
6: Fuck my life. Okay, Victoria's aged care crisis is worsening.
3: (laughs) (laughs) She later apologised, saying the wrong version of a pre-record had unintentionally gone to her, and that absolutely happens. Um, And and look... uh, Nine were great to her about it. We uh, broke the story on TV. Black Box, after a lot of tip-offs, so many people saw this and were all <laughs> tweeting me. Um, it, You know, like, good on her. And I'm glad Channel 9 haven't thrown her under the bus and they've actually yeah. uh, done the right thing by her. Ben, you've had some embarrassing moments
5: on this very show. Oh, 100% nearly every day. Do we have a package of that? Are we going to show a package? What? Uh, <laughs> we have one. We have one
3: clip. Although I, I don't think this was embarrassing. I think oh. this was a brilliant moment.
5: Roll the clip Amanda can respect that this woman has a difference of an opinion and she oh made God. an absolute kafukas of oh <laughs> sorry. i don't know but sorry, i want to again?
3: make that a word a kafukas i love it ben you, you it? come we up can. with a new word can everybody watching this show please use confucus in a sentence
4: today i say evening? that word sorry I mean, it's a wonderful oh, my God. word but you can't say we're on air kafukas are you kidding me <laughs> What
3: I love about that is we've we've escaped the Armageddon <laughs> with us yeah, it's it's <laughs> <right>. very red. <rude. laughs> it yeah, was
5: it was wasn't a really it? weird backdrop that I had. You know, I want to quickly say just a bit of uh, information behind the scenes on that Kafukas. My mum texted me that afternoon and she said, "Ben, I know exactly where you got that from. Your grandma and grandpa always used the word kerfuffle and ruckus. And you put a kerfuffle <laughs> and ruckus together, <laughs> I and it sounded like a
3: So, nice. look, there's a bit of an explanation. Yeah, that's nice. Well, look, I had my own embarrassing, embarrassing moment when I worked at Studio 10. Take a look. God, you got to do it there,
0: right? Don't oh, do God. it there near us. Oh. I, I feel very. I, I don't think. This, this is, is Friday the, the 13th. 13th. No way to do it. Ah!
3: What's interesting about that is I was determined that uh, breaking a mirror on Friday the 13th would have no bad luck. I was sacked soon after that. Um, (laughs) 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 Robbo, any quickies from you before we move on?
4: Uh, no, I, 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 I've, you know, I've spent a fair amount of time on television and I've never done anything embarrassing in my life.
3: Wish I had that that's... Spider-Man with the clingy <laughs> outfit that you wore. That uh, oh, revealed yeah. a little... and when I, It revealed a yeah. little too much, and when I say little... Yeah, uh, yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Danny, quickly, anything embarrassing happening to you in the Big Brother house that we should know about? Uh, oh, yeah,
0: I got really sick. You didn't see this, obviously, because I was... Um, I was throwing up, and being a mum of two,
3: I actually wet myself as well. Love that. All right. That can happen. Well, on that note, uh, (laughs) that's what can go wrong with the news and reality TV, but now let's get the real news from the real newsroom at Ticker.
8: I'm Aaron Young. This is Ticker. Let's check the top stories today. Queensland will shut its borders to New South Wales and the ACT from this Saturday, despite the fact there's only been a handful of new cases reported in New South Wales overnight. And the Greens' federal senator, Sarah hanson young telling Ticker today she believes that this is Anastasia Palaszczuk playing politics ahead of the Queensland election. Developing news today, this massive blast in the Lebanese capital, killing at least 50 people, including one Australian. More than 3,000 people have been injured Early reports from officials there blaming highly explosive materials stored in a warehouse for six years. Hospitals overwhelmed. Many buildings destroyed. An investigation underway trying to find the exact cause of the huge explosion. The founder of Chinese-owned social media giant TikTok's hit back at Donald Trump today. He says the US investigation only intended to smother a very successful Chinese-owned app that's become a sensation with Americans. The Morrison government's briefed state leaders on the threat level of the Chinese interference ahead of a major address by the PM to a US strategic forum, the unprecedented militarization of the Indo-Pacific and cyber attacks leading the agenda today. The RBA keeping interest rates on hold at 0.25%. Victorians struggling to contain the COVID-19 outbreak. The Reserve Bank says it'll buy government bonds to try and keep the interest rate down within its target. Disney's quarterly results weaker than expected despite last year record profits. This year, a record quarterly loss. The company posting profits short of targets, wiping $3.5 billion of operating profit. That's thanks to Disneyland, et cetera, being shut. Check the weather map the remainder of today. The sun is out everywhere with a bit of cloud. There for Perth, freezing for us in Melbourne as we embark on four days of chilly conditions and tonight, of course, the stage four lockdown coming into force. Let's have a look at the ASX, which dropped on the open. Plenty of bad news around 3,000 Virgin workers losing their jobs as we find out about Virgin 2.0 as that now tries to take off again. Don't know where people can fly just yet. Have a look at the Dow. That was on the up despite the news from elsewhere and surprisingly some news that Tesla may soon be able to enter the S&P 500 in the US. That's the latest news. You're up to date. I'm Aaron Young and you're watching Ticker.
3: Thank you very much, So We'll see you tomorrow. Well, our next guest has dedicated her life to giving animals a second shot. Pam Ahern founded Edgar's Mission in 2003 and now cares for over 450 rescued animals. And to talk to us about it is Pam herself. Pam, welcome to the Ben Robin Robbo Show.
2: Hi, everyone.
3: (laughs) Now, for those of us who don't know, can you tell us a bit about what Edgar's Mission is?
2: Edgar's mission is a not-for-profit sanctuary for rescued farm animals. We're in the beautiful Macedon ranges here in Lancefield, Victoria.
3: and And how did this organisation start and grown into what it is now?
2: It started in 2003 with a girl, a pig, and a dream. I rescued a pig. I named him Edgar Allen. I had no idea that the organisation was going to grow as big as it has, or, or literally Edgar was going to grow as big as he did. It was really a quirky idea for a photo shoot, and the photo shoot went so well. We were going to do an action on the steps of Parliament House, and I took Edgar down to my local park to teach him to walk on the lead and get him used to the public. And people just came from everywhere to marvel at my pig and his unique brand of pig. It you know, came from watching people's interactions with Edgar that got me thinking <laughs> <laughs> to change the way people think about animals, the animals themselves, while it would speak to people's, it could just way into their hearts.
4: Well, we've seen some really beautiful pictures here of the, uh, some of the animals that you have. Uh, Pam, where, where do most of your animals come from?
2: That's a really good question. When I started the, the sanctuary, I thought, gosh, you know, where, where am I um, gonna find the animals to fill up the sanctuary? And a friend said to me, why don't you start, why don't you put the shingle up that you're rescuing farmed animals, they will come from everywhere. And I literally have, and it's really because there are no places for farmed animals to go when they become, oh, lost, abandoned. <laughs> neglected um, or abused, technical malfunction. I'm much better at looking after animals than I am with technology folks. Um, so look, a lot of our animals, uh, they come from, from pounds. Um, farmers will even surrender them. And the goodness of the human heart, people see these animals, particularly at this time of year, we have lots of little orphan lambs who come to us, who remember that the public have literally found them on the side of the road. They've been taken from from paddocks and by predators and, and dropped. And that's really quite sad. But it also speaks to the goodness of the human heart, that when we see animals in trouble, we, we want to have
0: and pam i can see that you're wearing a mask yourself is that
2: a concern um around the animals at the moment no it's not such a concern around the animals it's part of our compliance with the legislation around victoria that when we're outdoors we are we are wearing masks Uh, the animals are quite safe here we just want to make sure that the people stay safe and that we are doing Interesting, though, we wonder what the animals must think with everyone running around in mass at the, the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, you know, it, it speaks to how animals are, are in tune to humans, and they take so many more cues, not just from our facial expressions, although they can read our facial expressions, but our body language speaks volumes to these animals. And really, you know, a lot of the animals that we have here, most of our animals are prey animals. Hi, <laughs> oh, Red Baron. Oh, uh, the animals that we have at the sanctuary are prey animals. So they read human behaviour long before they can see their face.
3: What would be happening to these animals if they weren't at the sanctuary?
2: Sadly, if these animals weren't at the sanctuary, their futures would, would be pretty grim because there really are not places for farmed animals to go when they're no longer wanted or they're neglected or abandoned. Oh. Uh, we have lots of places that rescue cats and dogs. Ruby! <laughs> we have lots of places that rescue cats and dogs and there are lots of places for our wildlife. And, you know, it really speaks to how farm animals have become forgotten.
3: Now, look, I was shocked to hear that animal, that farm animals are excluded from animal to cruelty laws that protect domestic animals like cats and dogs. Why do you think there's a disconnect between humans and the animals you find yourself looking after?
2: That, that's a really good question. And I remember I, I grew up as the animal-loving child that I was, and I took great comfort that our society cared deeply about animals. You know, we're enshrined in our legislation. It's called the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals Act. But I was deeply disturbed to learn that farmed animals have become specifically exempted from that piece of legend by way of acts of cruelty, which means I can do things to the rescued farmed animals here that if I did to the cats and dogs, I would be charged with cruelty. And it's really a disconnect that's been made by human convenience so we can do these things that if um, allows us to do these things these animals, it has nothing to do with the animal's intelligence, has nothing to do with the emotional world of the animals or even indeed the animal's ability to, to suffer. It's purely designed to allow humans to do the things that we've done. And the public really aren't aware of this. And it's that Edgar's mission really wants to get across to the public to think about the choices that we make and how they impact upon not only animals but but people and the planet as well
4: yeah it's a very important um message that you're trying to get out there Pam and we're so grateful that you've been able to share it with us today you do have one of your animal stars there at the moment who's been trying to get some of the limelight from you who have you got there (laughs)
2: <laughs> this is vet nurse Ruby. Originally she was just Ruby, but over the years she's uh, she's found her true calling and that is to be a vet nurse. Ruby is a purebred working kelpie. She was uh, about a Beautiful. year old when she came to us and she was purchased uh, by a farmer for a lot of money um, to work yeah. the sheep, but uh, Ruby was, wasn't really interested in working the sheep and uh, she, would, she wouldn't do her task. The farmer became quite a cross with Aww. Ruby and he beat her and abused her trying together to do what she wanted is it just sort of downward spiral for poor old Ruby and he got so frustrated he gave it to his mate to, to shoot and the chap went to shoot Ruby and, and Ruby looked into his heart and looked into his soul and, and the guy just didn't have the heart to do it so he, he brought her around to us and said you know can you take this dog on and we thought well we'll, we'll get her back to good health and we'll we'll find a home for her uh, but in the meantime Ruby found her calling and that is um, to be an ambassador for kindness here at Edgar's Mission and she she works and shares the kindness of all the residents that come in any new animal she's there with them sitting through them without the night helping me feed orphan lambs
4: she's oh, she is beautiful Oh, absolutely beautiful look
3: if you'd like to know more about edgar's mission and show your support you can go to edgarsmission.org.au pam it's always fascinating how animals interact with each other sometimes i see my cat and dog and think i'm interrupting something very saucy when i go into the bedroom and see them lying on the bed together but uh pam we appreciate your time today and hopefully a lot of people will get behind you and support the great work that you're doing
2: thank you so much
3: it's the red Life
9: shot of the day. Where are you going today? you never know where you'll end up with the red Life shot of the day.
3: And today we're taking you to Moscow, Moscow. Da 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 da. Yes, it's Moscow in Russia, where it's a partly cloudy, 16 degrees with a top of 27. Let's take a look at some of the feedback coming through to the Ben, Rob, and Robo show. It would be hilarious if every one of these franchisees got a fine with busting. This is Jim from Jim's Mowing who has told everyone working for him to disobey Premier Dan Andrews and go to work. Gay says, I've said it before, we are in the middle of a health crisis. Why are people looking for, uh, for loopholes? Spot on, Ben. So accurate. Oh, Mary loves you, doesn't she? Um, Cameron says, you guys do. You guys need to do a Ben, Rob and Robbo's apprentice. I could see Rob going, you're fired. Lol. <laughs> he would love it.
9: He would love it.
3: Amanda says, I thought the normal walk symbol was reasonably gender neutral. That symbol looked like a 1900s woman. Don't get it. Um, I'm female and all for equality. This certainly doesn't do it. Janelle says, uh, Rob Diane Keaton also put a supportive Instagram thingy supporting her mate Ellen too. So um, that's three now. And a lot of messages telling us to move on from Ellen. So you know what? Let's move on from Ellen because I do love this guy and I'll pull the music out because it's my favourite time of the week every wednesday we take a look at the world through bruno's eyes and today Bruno brings us and today bruno joins us to talk about the second pandemic we're experiencing karen's bruno what
7: have you got for us today Oh, guys, I love nothing more than a good Karen clip. I've set up Google Alerts <laughs> yes. with the word Karen, yes. and every day when I get home, ooh, yes. I lock myself in the office and watch some me good too. Karen clips. Who's on board? Yep. Come on, guys. <laughs> hey, love love me, it. I Google love Karen-ing. it. I can't get enough. I've,
5: I've also, you know, um, Bruno, I've also set up uh, Google Alerts for you because of uh, you posting that photo of yourself in those shorts uh very very exciting uh but carry on
7: oh thank you i felt really i felt really sexy when i was posing there a friend of mine actually took the photo and we did a bit of a photo shoot um beau ryan was actually the one that uh, took the photo so i was kind of at his home just sprawled out on his couch and he was like what happened next (laughs) <laughs> he was like, bro, you need to spread your legs a little bit more, show a little bit more thigh. And I'm like, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna yeah.
7: I'm gonna do that. I feel I feel sexy. <laughs> that actually
5: reminds me of a lot of the times that I've seen photos of Bo Ryan. So look, I'm not surprised at all because I feel very similarly to him as I do about you now.
7: Hooray! Listen, I know what Rob's about to say. Stay on track. Karen, let's do oh, yeah, Karen. Sorry. Were you about to
5: say that,
9: Rob? <laughs>
7: Yeah, I certainly was. You read me like a book.
3: Uh, (laughs) I've got to say, talk to me about Karen's because we've got eight
7: minutes, less than eight minutes left, Bruno. All right, let's be quick. What I've done, I've gone through all of the Karen clips, the thousands of Karen clips that have been going around and I've put together my top three Karen moments in history. Are you guys ready for it? Tell me more. Tell me more. Let's do (laughs) it.
4: Love it. Love it. Love it
7: let's do it guys in at number three and this happened two months ago in la it's in a supermarket called trader joe's and uh in la at the moment you must wear a face mask when you're out of the house particularly if you're around lots of people like a supermarket now for this karen it was all too much who as karens do they make it all about themselves Uh, Even though she's actually been the biggest ball breaker in the supermarket who's acting like a victim. Let it roll. She seems to be breathing all right as she as she venom venom interestingly uh, there was a doctor that came out and said look if your breathing is good enough to yell so that an entire supermarket can hear you it's good enough to allow breathing through a paper uh, mask so (laughs) naughty karen she's coronavirus. number two uh i'm going to dub this karen road rage karen so it's new york right the big apple more like the big hassle when she's around (laughs) so (laughs) this this karen is batshit right so an uber driver cut her off in traffic now instead of doing the mature thing which we all do which is uh, yell out the c word at the top of your lungs she got out of her car and she gave the uber driver and the passenger in the back a spray here we go i'm
6: sorry sorry <laughs> sorry really sorry yeah i know it's my fault that's why i'm i'm saying sorry
0: oh my god she thinks
6: it's cute that her driver almost hit my kids and she thinks she needs to take a video of it instead of apologizing like a second. So swapping in the middle okay. of the row is gonna help? You being a bitch is gonna help? I didn't say anything. I don't know, calm down. Calm down.
3: It's okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> he apologized. It's my it's he fault. He apologized. Yeah, I know, it's and my And you know
6: what, it, that didn't upset me. But yeah. the bitch ass. her. Sorry. told okay. to calm down. down. What I'd like you to do is apologize instead of being a bitch.
2: You're calling me sorry, but you're calling me a bitch. I'll well, set, sorry. Like, set an example. I'm
6: sorry. My kids can't hear me calling you a bitch. Your window's open. They can't hear me because they're listening to kids bop. Attitude <laughs> <laughs> sucks. Now, guys, <laughs> <laughs>
5: listen,
7: listen, listen. Guys, what Amy Schumer was mentioning there, kids Bop, do you know what it is? It's, a, it's, Schumer. Like a, it's sort of like a <laughs> compilation album. Yeah. Of all of, 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 right, all right. Yeah, yeah, bye. That
5: face in the mirror of oh, will yeah. be appearing in the white
0: room to
7: show like that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, it's funny the more I think oh, about no. it.
7: Should we get to number one? You okay, (laughs) mate? Okay. I'm all right. Okay, guys, number one. Number one, guys, for you, I've got Car Park Karen. Now, this happened a couple of years ago uh, in Charlotte in the United States. They all come from the United States. I know we've got our own, but I think American Karens are still uh, more of a superpower than ours are here. So just to set it up, there are two women uh, who are black and this is important for this clip because there's a little bit of the old racism in it and they had their car break down outside of an apartment complex where this Karen obviously lives so this busybody (laughs) Karen uh, gets out of her apartment and she begins to (laughs) harass these two stranded ladies and asks them what are they doing there here we go do you do you live here do you
6: live here? I do, actually. One seat. 8744 Fairview. So why are you four, on this four, so Why, why do on? we feel that we need to be here, like, hanging out, like, on this beautiful, like, place? I don't want to drop my my video,
2: so you go and oh, call I'm going to drop
6: my video, and I pay, I'm white, and I pay, I make $125,000 wow. a year, and I want to make sure that you're all up in here girl i got you girl ma'am, girl i'm space. white i'm girl she white i'm girl white i'm white you're i got you girl she is your no boyfriend face. here is your baby daddy here nobody cares i'm if you white and me. i'm hot i'm white and i'm hot oh.
7: <laughs> guys i don't know if we you got this way. but she Yeah, I don't know if you got this, but she earns $125,000 a year. She's white and she's hot. You may have missed that bit in the clip. Oh uh, no. I heard it. I heard it. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, I d I didn't know. No, it was just a little subtle it. throwaway piece. Now, interestingly, a judge actually sentenced car park Karen to twelve months probation uh and some of the old yeah. community
4: service for that. So uh Good. Yeah, it's you know, good um, when Bruno, Karen Bruno, gets in trouble. Bruno, can I ask you really quickly, um, have you ever seen a real life Karen? I've always wanted to, but I've never I've never seen it.
7: Uh, yeah, I mean, I hang out with my wife quite often when we go out, so yeah, None of your NARC viewers had better <laughs> it <I said> <laughs> None. I'm, look, uh, you
3: if you want to find Bruno's <laughs> wife, she uh, follows his Twitter account. She's very easily identifiable. I'll harm you and your children if you
5: do. Oh, my God.
3: Um, Bruno, (laughs) next week we need to find some Tims. Uh, This show has decided that the male version of the Karen is the Tim, named after the MP Tim Smith, whinging Tim Smith, as we like to call him. Uh, So next week your challenge is to find some Tims.
7: I'm on it. I can't wait. I'll, I'll find you the top three Tims. Bring it on. Excellent. Yes. I love it. Bruno, thank you once again. You know I love your segment. Team we you will, will see you now. next
3: Thanks week. Bruno. Say hi to Kyle for hi. us. Hi. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, it's time to say goodbye to Danny as well. Danny, we have had such Danny, a fabulous time with you today. Well Brilliant. done. Brilliant. I know. Thank Low you kisses. so A
0: debate. Love to get in there with the
6: news.
3: We love it. You'll have to come back and maybe not stand in the toilet this time. <laughs> <It's> very <laughs> echoey. Uh, anyway, <laughs> sorry, I thought I'd make a joke. Anyway, I think we all need a break. We'll see you tomorrow on the Ben Robin, Robbo Show. Thanks, Danny. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Robbo. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. It's the Ben Rob and Robbo. Ben Rob and Robbo. Ben, Rob and Rob.